Ready to start the next chapter of your career? Earn an executive MBA from Georgetown McDonough. Designed for working professionals and ranked number one in the world for international business by the Financial Times, the program features two global residencies, mentorship opportunities, a vibrant campus community, and the access only Washington, D.C. can offer. See how Georgetown's Executive MBA can help you advance at choosegeorgetown.com EMBA. The FT. Everyone agrees that we spend too much of our lives emailing. Everyone agrees that the answer is to write fewer, shorter, clearer messages. Everyone has known this for years. Yet instead of getting better, the problem goes on getting worse. Earlier this month, Chris Anderson, the curator of the TED conferences, gave a call to arms on his blog. What we need, he said, is an email charter, and then we'll get our lives back. He provided 16 principles and invited the crowd to comment. On the TED website, on Twitter and on Facebook, the crowd roared its approval. Love it. Great stuff. Awesome post. Genius. Some of Mr Anderson's principles strike me as if not exactly the work of a genius, then at least the work of a perfectly sensible person. Principle number one says respect the recipient's time which is hard to argue with. Other principles include don't email when angry, don't email in capital letters, don't copy people unless necessary, don't have subject lines that say re, 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 or hello from me. Some of the others, though, are less sensible. He outlaws messages that simply say thanks on the grounds that they waste the recipient's time. But surely it's better to squander a nanosecond reading this one word than fretting for hours over whether your message has been read or not. Mr Anderson also turns out to have an unfortunate affection for personalised signatures, emoticons and acronyms. He likes short emails written in the subject line, followed by EOM, end of message, and messages that end NNTR, no need to reply. These little initials sap one's spirits, especially NNTR. In my experience, the people who say don't reply are the people who are longing for you to write back on the double. His final rule is to turn off the computer sometimes. This really is a stroke of genius, though I've seldom met anyone who ever manages to follow it. He suggests sending an automated reply. Thank you for your note. As a personal commitment to me and my family's mental health... I now do email only on Wednesdays. I'll reply to as many as I can next Wednesday. Thanks for writing. Don't forget to smell the roses. If anyone ever clogged up my inbox with such self-righteousness, it would indeed stem the tide of email. I would excommunicate them at once. Yet the real problem with the email charter isn't that half the rules are duds. Neither is it that 16 principles are far too many for anyone to remember. It's that the very idea of an email charter is all wrong. Guidelines only work when all participants are both willing and able to follow them. In the case of emails, people may agree to the charter in theory, but I very much doubt if they will manage to change their bad habits. The comments on the TED website support such pessimism. People cheerfully write, awesome, 
but then undermined their support with a long, incoherent commentary. There's a reason for such long-windedness. Writing any old thing is always a lot easier than thinking first about what it is you're trying to say. Thinking lucidly is a painful process and is not something that anyone is going to start doing simply because they've signed up to a charter. To get around this natural tendency to waffle, something stronger is called for. My alternative would not ask senders to change voluntarily, but would instead give an absolute power of veto to recipients. They would all take the law into their own hands and block any message written in a way that failed to please them. The easiest way to do this would be to program inboxes only to accept brief emails. Anyone sending me a rambling one would get an automatic notification saying, Your email was too long. Lucy Kellaway's inbox will only accept messages of up to 100 words. The remainder of your message is in her trash folder. When enough people do this, as surely they would, everyone will be forced to write differently. People have learnt to be succinct on Twitter. Now they would have to learn again on email. Their minds will be compelled to focus. Other filters could also be used. I might be inclined to block senders who do not know their it's with an apostrophe from one without. Or senders who use emoticons. Above all, I would block anyone who said reach out or going forward. Each time the sender would be notified and the reason given. The more I think about it, the more I think that this is the best idea I've ever had. It would wipe the world of jargon, would raise the standards of literacy and would give all of us our lives back. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home edition, maybe even an addition on that edition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.